0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Business and Life Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Angela, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant helping women in business to develop the foundational framework and strategy they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. And I help these amazing women through my VIP one-on-one coaching program, my eight-week business group coaching program, Profit Pillars, and I also run Australia's leading four-day, three-night women in business retreat. Now, I don't know about you, but typically when I hear the words business partnerships, I want to run. I cringe because typically business partnerships turn bad, really, really bad. In fact, in my entire time of being in business, I've stayed clear of business partnerships for this sole reason. It turns into a shit show. But... I will give credit where credit is due, and I have seen some business partnerships go really, really well, remarkably well, in fact. And one of these business partnerships that I've seen go so well is with Annette Densham and Lauren Clement. They have joined forces to create the Audacious Agency. I personally have witnessed their relationship blossom over the years and they continue to go from strength to strength. And I wanted to bring them on the podcast today to share with you that business partnerships can do well, but there are some key elements they've had to take in order for this partnership to work out. And today we're going to talk about these key elements because some of you listening may want to join forces with someone, but just aren't sure where to start. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new business masterclass, the ultimate four step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business. In my 60 minute jam packed masterclass, you're going to learn about my four step signature framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business without sacrificing time with your kids, without the overwhelm, or without wasting any more cash than what you already are. You're also going to learn the four big business mistakes that everyone in business makes, and why they're keeping you from growing that sustainable and profitable business. And I'm also going to cover in my 60-minute masterclass what is working for businesses now and why most of what you're being taught about growing a business is outdated and wrong. I would love for you to join me on my Demand Masterclass. All you have to do is simply head to bit.ly backslash masterclass with Angela Henderson. So again, bit bitbit.com. ly backslash masterclass with Angela Henderson, and you'll be able to join my amazing new masterclass, the ultimate four-step framework for growing a sustainable and profitable business. I'll also have this link in the show notes. All right, let's jump into this fantastic episode with Annette and Lauren. Welcome to the show, Lauren and Annette.
1: Hello. Hello, Angela. Thank you for having us.
0: No, thank you for being here. As always, I'm so excited to have amazing guests on the show, and you guys are two superstars, so thank you for putting some time away in your calendar to be on today.
2: we well, just hey.
0: did a high five. <laughs> <laughs> high five through the screens. You guys actually are together, which is fun, because now you just moved down to the Gold Coast recently, didn't you, Annette? I did. We've
1: been
2: here just over six months, and it's awesome. Six months already, yep. man. Part of the furniture. Yep. Part Go of and then Lauren how long have you been on the Goldie for you we've been here 10 years now which has just gone by in a flash I remember coming here in principal was only just really starting in primary school and
1: look at now
2: actually, so 10 years yeah amazing what can happen in 10 years and listen the
0: Gold Coast you really needed kind of that sea change didn't you And that do you mean still, you, you really were missing do you mean just kind of the ocean getting out a little bit more is that right
1: yeah, absolutely. Like Al and I, or being my husband, we've always been beach bunnies. Right? Like our whole relationship has been based around some activity on the water and we're constantly driving down here to go to the beach and we just got busy and I was like, I miss going to the beach. And, you know, I got to the point where Zane had finished school, Quinn was changing schools and went, it's like, let's do it now I no time like the present.
2: There's something about being near the water, isn't there? Oh, it's good for your soul. Even
1: if I'm busy, the view from my desk is over a lake and just the vista is calming and just centres me.
0: I I do agree, Lauren, that there's something that, again, you might not get to the beach every day, but either you're driving, you see it, you can smell the sea. You know, there is something I think that, again, cleanses the soul, makes the soul a little bit happier.
2: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'd like to know, actually, at some stage. There'll be some psychological reason. Be like I, positive biomes. Something like that. I grew up in um in the north shore of Auckland and I was surrounded by beaches and now I do a lot of sailing and everything else. But there's something about being on the water or near the water. It's good I, for the soul. I
1: think it like, might have something to do with the grounding as well. You know when you take your shoes off and you stand on grass or sand? Yeah. And just the energy of the planet, I think, just comes through. Soak like, it
2: up through the soul. Yeah, soak it up.
1: So- that yeah, that's my kind of scientific Make sure you do it once a
0: week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there'll be a listener out there. So if you are a listener out there that you actually can help Lauren, Annette, and I actually figure out why, you know, send me an email. We would love to know because we're always about learning. Now, for us, Lauren and I we've known each other for a while, but we really have only started to come into each other's space. I'd say like, you know, getting to see each other on a more regular basis over the last, I'd say, 18 months. I mean, you guys were both amazing speakers at my four-day, three-night women in business retreat last year. And that you did my PR pretty much for all of 2018, and you absolutely rocked it. Um, and now, you know, we continue to see each other at regular events, whereas before kind of 18 months ago, we kind of, I think, crossed paths online. But, you know, it's been really magnificent to see this friendship and this relationship develop over the last 18 months.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I agree. So it's funny, isn't it, this Facebook world? where we've connected for years and years and years and it's like you're following someone like yourself or or say with Lauren. Like we yeah. were friends on Facebook first and it was like, you know what, I need to meet that person in person.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, eh? I think a lot of the time we're sort of a little bit starstruck or awestruck by people and then you get to meet them and realise they're actually just another normal right. human being. And that's <laughs>
1: how I felt about you, Angela, because like I'm following you and know, I'm going, man,
2: just this is
1: Nutella chick. She's off Nutella <laughs> the Canadian eating <laughs> lady. And the, the feedback that I was hearing about you was like, "Oh my god, she's like a
2: superstar!" And then we got to meet you, and you're just no one impressive anyway.
1: <laughs> and then you just, you know, you're
0: just that lady with the flip flops. You I mean walking around?
2: <laughs> Brilliant.
0: That's like I had a lady yesterday. It was her first um, call with me. It was a discovery call. And she was a little bit like, I couldn't quite figure out why she couldn't get the words out. Like, and she's like, I just need a minute. I was like, okay, cool. Like, are you okay? And she was just like, I can't believe it. Like I listened to your podcast and I'm like literally in my pajama bottom. She didn't see that. She only needed to see top up. I'm in my hoodie. She's like, but it's like it's actually you. It's you. And I was like, it is. It's weird how we can perceive things, right? Or we can get worked up about things, but at the end of the day, it's just another human sitting right across from
2: you. There's a big lesson in that, isn't there? It's just to reach out and, and ring someone or talk to them or book a time with them. Don't be afraid of what you see on, on Facebook land. Oh,
1: how easy is it to show people exactly what you think they yeah. want you to see on Facebook? Mind you, though, Angela, you don't do that. Lauren doesn't do that. And you I know, don't. I
0: think none of us. I think we're pretty straight cookies, the three of us. You know, it's like what because you see is what you get.
2: on our Facebook pages, so, yeah. God, no, This just... <laughs>
1: got some
2: blood
0: now the thing with today's Episode is sometimes i 'm like okay i, I don 't know everyone that comes on as my guest, and but the problem today I actually faces something different, and that is that today 's episode won 't be about not having enough content, but rather us talking too much <laughs> and uh, I would say getting off track so i 've actually come prepared today with notes because I was like, I know the three of us like when you guys were at my retreat, I think we were in your hotel room we, we like we were just talking for two hours nonstop. and I was like, oh we, time i got to go so today 's episode i 've got to hone us in because I know the three of us would be able to chat for hours. Now, I wanted to bring you on board today because you guys have a wealth of knowledge just about business in general, but in particular about partnerships. Because for you guys, uh, the reality of it is, is you guys have just formed, you know, your new agency together. And I want others to know that um, partnerships aren't always bad. But before we get into the whole partnership um, dialogue today, I always ask my guests one question, because I think it's important that the listeners out there get to know you for who you are versus just knowing you for your business. Now, I know at my four-day, three-night women in business retreat at our celebration party, the two of you were kind of legends on the mic. You kind of like the karaoke. You were kind of the goddesses of the night. So my first question to you both is, what is your all-time favorite karaoke song?
2: I actually hate karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> well you were,
0: you <laughs> fooled me then because you were absolutely on fire that night.
2: Well the difference is I like cider. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Cider overcame the fear of singing in public. Well, so my favourite karaoke song.
1: Oh so many to choose from. You know, the one that popped straight into my head was Jolene. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Jolene Yep. That, that's a
1: pretty good one. Um Islands in the Street. Ooh, is another it? good one. Oh,
2: there is, there's Dolly Parton. Little thing. Dolly Parton. Yeah,
1: and um, oh, what's I can't remember. I would choose a
2: karaoke song that as long as everybody else really, really, really knows the words even without needing to see them on the screen because then they would sing as loud as I would and they wouldn't actually hear me.
0: Okay, yeah. gotcha. So you would go, yeah, a popular one.
2: Yeah, some sort of you know Billy Joel song or something.
1: Yeah, the piano fans are good karaoke one as well. Look, Angela, you give me a microphone, turn some music on, and
0: I'll just belt out. And then okay. you'll be fine. All right. So we know that you love you love karaoke. Annette, Lauren, not so much. Again, you fooled me. That's something I found out about you today. Oh,
2: no, I've always been afraid about. I'll speak in
0: public, but just don't ask me to sing. Don't ask you to sing. Now, for the listeners that don't know you, because, again, my podcast is still relatively new, Um, tell the listeners, um, Annette, if you want to start, could you let the listeners know a little bit about your background, Um, and then we'll go on to Lauren.
1: Yep, cool. So my background is in print journalism. So I started at the very tender age of 15 um, when I worked for a local suburban newspaper. I mean, oh, my God, this is just what I want to do. So everything I did from that moment was about forging a career in journalism. And then when I decided that uh, it wasn't going to work for me because uh, I got told I was too gregarious, <laughs> I, I know, I, uh, I went to work into corporate communications, some only in the not-for-profit space, and it was the most amazing platform and foundation which improved my skills as a writer. Oh, I You know, I've written speeches and awards and grants and annual reports and websites and, you name it, anything to do with words. I certainly got a good granting. And then about six years ago, oh, my role was made redundant and I went, what am I going to do? I'm going to take all the skills I have. And I started Publicity Genie. So now I do PR for small businesses.
0: No, fantastic. And a little bit now, this is where I guess you guys complement each other with your skill sets. Tell us a little bit about your side of your skill sets, Lauren.
2: So I've come from a background in advertising and marketing and brand management. I worked for advertising agencies in New Zealand for probably 20-something years. So there were big agencies, Saatchi's and Clemminges and Ogilvy's, top agencies. I know when I was at Saatchi's, they were in the top 10 Creative advertising agencies in the world when we were there. Oh, how fun is uh, that? My there, which is very, very cool. Um, he was actually my boss for a number of years, so that's a completely other story we can talk about. <laughs> but I, when I moved to, um, to Australia, I'd done work in corporate as a brand manager and I owned my own advertising agency in New Zealand. But I moved here and I decided that I don't want to run a big agency. I decided that it was just too much time required for that. I had a, a young child and just wanted to spend more time with her. And so I started my own consultancy called the Ultimate Business Propeller. The plan was it was going to be an online advertising agency and I was going to run it from anywhere in the world. And hey, I stayed in the Gold Coast for 10 years. So <laughs> it's quite a nice place to stay. But it became an award winning advertising agency when Annette encouraged me to enter awards. And um, we've just gone from strength, from strength to strength from there. we have clients all over the world um, with their personal branding and now partnering with Annette. It's, as you say, it's really complimentary. Once people know what their brand is and their messages, they just want to get it out there. So having an expert like Annette on publicity and and getting into the media is just fantastic. So obviously you guys,
0: you've been friends for a while. And again, you guys both have this wonderful skill set, each of you. So what was it that you're like, what was the aha moment? What was the, we got to do this, let's jump in. Why did you guys decide to become business partners and create the new agency?
1: We're gonna both answer the, the same. I think it was that I was referring people to Lauren, um, she was referring people to me, but what I was finding is that people were coming to me to do PR and they weren't ready. But they yeah. didn't understand what they had, they didn't understand their brand, they didn't understand their brand story, they didn't understand who their target audience is, and then they come to me and they're expecting me to create magic for them and it was like I'm doing all of this work to help them get their branding right, and it's like I'm going, this isn't my thing. Like this is taking a lot of time, and then their expectations are that I'm going to write this magic wand. So I just started referring to Lauren, and we just started talking. It was like, and then we
2: did the awards. The award-winning lunch, yeah, absolutely. Well, And it and asked me ages ago, years ago, so you were an, she just assumed, I think, and knew that yeah. I'd already won awards because I've worked with these amazing, amazing agencies. And I hadn't because I thought awards were a bit of an ego boost, you know. Yeah, yeah yep. So um, she said to me, no, no, try it out. So she encouraged me to enter the Stevie Awards, which I did, and I won a silver for my business and, and my approach and neurobranding and what I was doing for small business, basically making big advertising agencies' style services and knowledge available to small business. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, And I said, this is pretty awesome. It's actually given me a lot of confidence and encouragement to keep doing what I'm doing. I didn't expect to feel this way. And we need to tell more people about this. So we held the award-winning lunch and 120 people came and we went, holy crap, this is pretty awesome. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk? And it just really went from there. And it's been really organic, has it? I don't think there's ever been like a, oh, my God, let's start an agency together. It's just a no-brainer that that's what needed to happen. Well, we looked at... Lauren
1: does branding, I do PR. Underneath both of those are things I call awards and storytelling. We were already doing the awards thing together, so I think it was like towards the end of last year where we went, why don't we combine forces because it'll just make life easier for both of us in the long run. I mean, like starting a partnership, we've got hurdles to overcome and challenges, you know, learning how we combine all of this. But, you know, and I think the real key is is that we've not hurried it, is that we know that we've got to put things into place and that it'll take time so that when we really go bang, all of our little ducks are in a row. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I think the thing, Angela, is it's, and it's right, it's about letting it organically do what it needs to do, not trying to force a partnership to happen. Um, And the big thing I think is that if you're confused about what you do and how we work and all the rest of it, then your clients are going to be even more confused. Mm -hmm. So to have a a really single-minded brand for people to, to engage with and to make it understandable for people on what we do, we had to combine it.
0: And that makes sense too, because again, like you said, you get it's complementary from each other, and then again, you guys are able to to speak and I guess help more people from the point that you're not just helping them in a pocket of it. you can see their i guess a holistic view to their business and go, yeah. okay great, we can you know this piece is missing, this piece is missing, but you don't have to go to a million different people because we can do that for you collectively
2: yeah, it streamlines it so much
0: thank you just. And since becoming, you know, I guess formalising it a bit more and in having that organic growth that has happened with it, what are some of the benefits that you guys have found with becoming business partners?
1: Oh, can I answer this one? First? You can answer it. <laughs> this is, and like this just happened 30 minutes ago. So we're both still running our separate businesses and we're like slowly getting to merge them together. Mm-hmm. So... Something happened in Publicity Genie today, totally stressed me out. I messaged Lauren, went, no, I can't do this today, I'm just too busy. And Lauren's gotten back to me and she said, no, we're coming over, let's talk it out. So instead of sitting here just, I probably would have cried. Yep. I laid it out and went, this is my challenge, I don't know what to do, and we talked about it. Because in the context of it is that even though Publicity Genie is still running on the side separately it's going to be the audacious agency so it impacts Lauren in the long run so the benefit is is that I'm not alone anymore I don't have to share the load by myself I've got someone who's experienced and qualified and credible and has an awesome reputation that I can go hey I need to I need to tap into that because how can I make
2: this better?
0: So we're better. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And what are your what are your thoughts about the benefits of becoming business partners, Lauren?
2: Well, it's, it's interesting, actually, Angela. I think, and it's very right. I'm sort of thinking, my God, she thinks I'm an expert, which is awesome. Um, no, boom. <laughs> boom. But um, yeah, the, the, there was a saying once with a, a large MLM company that I've had a, a, a history with for a long time. An awesome company. And there were five originators of the company and they all got together and they started the business. It's now been going for something like 35 years. And something one of them said to me when I got to meet these guys in America was we didn't all decide to quit on the same day. That's the only reason why the business has kept going. is because we didn't all decide I've had enough on the same day. Yes, I could decide I've had enough, but my business partner's not prepared to do that. So they G you along and, and so on. I think it probably could have got to the same solution to her problem on her own but it would have been harder more lonely more frustrating and in reality you you life and business is hard it's stressful it's frustrating can be very depressing as well as being accelerating and it's that big roller coaster take somebody else either on the roller coaster with you or at least at the bottom waiting to hug you afterwards and go it's going to be okay yeah um I'd put money on that sort of support that's so important
0: And I think in a world where, again, and I talk about it, all the time in relation to like, you know, the uh, people are missing out on that human to human contact, right? People are quite happy to be, you know, sitting at home and there's a place for that. But I also think there's a place for that human connection. Um, and I think, again, just being able to go back to some of those, you know, old school basics back in the days when you actually, you know, were able to connect with, you know, your friends, your family, whatever that looks like, and people weren't busy, the fact that you were able to, you were going to pop over for the podcast, but the fact that you're like, no, let's go over, let's chat about it. I think people can be quite distant you know, sometimes you might reach out and they're like, no, I'm busy. But I think the fact that, again, I'm assuming as being business partners that, that you guys are able to just, you know I mean, be in the moment, support each other when necessary, and that emotional support is going to help you guys grow, you know, not only financially but internally, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> it's all about those relationships. And it's it's odd because we just seem to always be on the same page. Yeah. And, and look, and, and some, I know Laura can be one, I can be one. And the really good thing is
1: because Lauren and I are saying that different, <laughs> is yep. that we can with each other and just there's no feelings hurt, there's no misunderstandings. We know that we can be honest with each other and we know that, and we know we've got each other's backs. And, and I think that can be quite rare in partnerships.
0: And mm. I guess that's probably goes back to what you said, I think, Lauren, earlier about the organic growth and how this has had rolled out, right? That you guys over time have been able to understand each other a bit more, know each other's kind of push points, know each other's pull points, you could say. And through that, again, that's uh, that supportive nature. Whereas if you would have just rushed into it, you may have, do you know what I mean, set yourself up because you're like, oh, I didn't know that about you, Lauren, or oh, I didn't know about you, that, Annette. But because you guys have allowed this to unfold organically and it hasn't been rushed, you guys have kind of figured each other's, do you know what I mean? Um, good points, bad points, and how to work through those out.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't think it's always the case that business partners need to be best friends and buddies and always wanting to live in each other's life. I don't think, I mean, sometimes that works. I just, just don't, for us, I don't think it's helpful and I don't think it's very healthy. You need to have your own things that you like and don't like in your own lives. But yes. I do think you need to have a really clear idea of expectations. And as you said, if you want it to work, organically that you don't feel like you're having to push each other. You have to be friends. You have to have what was it that, that I played golf for many years and someone said the best way to work out if you can work with somebody is to play golf with them. <laughs> Probably very how, true. what they do how they deal with it. And if they throw the club and swear and whatever, or well, they don't care for each other and they fart when you're trying to tee off or burp when you're trying to part or whatever. <laughs> you know, is that something you're going to like about them or is it something that's going to drive you insane? So go and spend some time with people before you partner with them. I know that probably is, I would say, actually definitely is the reason why my previous business partnerships were awful and fell through and cost us a lot of money um, and ended particularly badly because we just didn't take the time to get to know them. We've travelled we together. together. Yeah, absolutely. Travel, travel together and stay in the same hotel room together. <laughs> yeah, and, and look after a group of people together. Yeah.
1: And then you know, because that could be, you know, Angela running retreats. You're responsible for not just what you're delivering in terms of business wise, but emotionally, you're dealing with a lot of other things as well. And we've done the trip to New York, and you know, there's moments of there where it's like you're tired and you're stressed and you're over being people's mothers for people's mothers and like. You're like, I remember one day we were in New York and Lauren said something to me and I just went, <laughs> <laughs> and she just looked at me and went, all right, man. And I went, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Yeah. I can have a meltdown and I don't feel like I have to tiptoe around her. Yeah, no,
0: exactly. And do you think, so again, obviously we've talked a lot about some of those benefits, but what do you think have been some of the challenges?
2: I think one of the challenges, and I heard this from someone just this morning, I had a call with them and they talked about how awesome it was to have a business partner who had massive strengths where she had weaknesses and she had. they both complemented each other because they were both really good at separate things. I think Annette and I are really good at very similar things <laughs> and we hate admin and we're really not into messing around and we don't do the math, particularly I hate doing books and finances and, and setting up autoresponders. I've had to make myself learn how to do that and force myself to like it. So I think both of us have the, the biggest issue we've got as a business is that we both are going to need a lot of people mopping up after us. Admin, follow-up, management, things. <laughs> we don't have that. Ability to go, oh, my business partner's good at doing the books. At night. Yeah, and we
1: just look at each other and I go, did you do that? And she goes, oh, no, I go, oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> so we we're we putting into place some systems and processes. Yeah. We're getting help to do that because we both know that we're both really bad at it. <laughs> so I agree with Lauren. think yeah, that's the biggest challenge is that,
2: yeah, we've we, Probably should have like two creative people working together. Yeah, sure. nothing were more disastrous. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Start absolutely. With. Are you any good at uh, admin? Yeah, no, I okay.
1: can Well,
2: that's it. <laughs> okay, we're done.
0: Sign it up. So now, for those listening out there, now I know you've talked about it, but. And then they might, oh, okay, well, business partnerships, I don't really know, you know, back and forth. Can you share with us kind of some of those top key things that you think successful business players and, or their and partners, you know, always do? like, Obviously, you, you talked about some of them, like, like so spend time with each other. Um, you're talking about systems, even though it's not in place right now, but you've identified that in order to be a successful business partner that you're going to need some systems in place. What are some of the other key elements that you think are going to need to happen in order for this partnership uh, to continue working out well? Um, number one, I
2: think, is set clear expectations. It's really, You need to be really clear with your business partner or partners. Um, of what you expect them to do and you expect each of you to be good at what you expect the tasks to be and just be really clear on what you expect to get out of the partnership just all cards do have it come to Jesus meeting with everybody and just put it on the table and go this is what I expect out of the partnership if people don't like that can we work around it? Is this partnership actually going to work or not just get really clear it's pointless trying to I don't know, bluff your way through and and have a great meeting and then go out the back and badmouth the rest of the time because, you know, you don't like your business partners. It's just never going to work.
1: And I'd segue into that communication is that um, be comfortable with having um, frank and direct conversations. Um, Communicate regularly, whether it's face-to-face or through email. You know, Lauren and I are always emailing backwards and forwards She's better at answering than what I am. Um, Facebook messages, text messages, is that we always kind of know what each other's up to, Um, although I probably win more at the moment (laughs)
2: than
1: what she does. Um, I I think that's really important is that you can talk to each other and understand where each other's at.
2: Yeah, and we have a, a weekly work in progress meeting. I mean, it, we set it for a certain time. <laughs> most of the time, we didn't meet at a certain time, but at least there's one point in the week where we're going, okay, so what's going on? What's happening in your world? What can I help with? What do I need this week from you the most? Is there a deadline we've got coming up that we need to talk about? So we have at least one time of the week where we do that.
0: Yes. So again, that ongoing, and again, and I know uh, another one of the podcasts that I interviewed with Christian from America, he was talking about the three primary systems that you need in order for business growth from that kind of five to six figure or six to seven figure type thing. And he talks about the importance of a weekly meeting. He said, it's the primary thing that he um, introduces to any business that he first starts working with. And he said, it's the biggest change agent that he sees is when those weekly meetings occur. Yeah, we
2: should be more deadly. I <laughs> one of our agencies in New Zealand, we used to have a daily production meeting, and it would go for I think it was seven minutes, and you'd go around the team, and each one of them would say, "What's the thing they need to get done today?" and "What's the biggest thing <laughs> that's standing in their way?" or "What can somebody do to help them?" Mm-hmm. And that was it. Minutes every morning was perfect for the business. So yeah, those things are important that you are and it is you use the tools as well. We use Asana and Acuity and Active Campaign. Why don't we start with A's? Because we're
1: that audacious.
2: Oh, <laughs> of so, um, yeah, so we use all those systems to make sure that we keep on track of, you know, what's going on and, making
1: sure
2: that each, each of us can sit each other tasks and
0: things, but there's
1: nothing like meeting face-to-face. My name starts with A. All
0: right, I'm changing <laughs> name, obviously. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, Taylor starts with you're A. You're part of the team. Obviously. I'm part of the team. The, the A's are going around. So, again, so really for those that are listening out there, you would say some of the key things that successful business partners need to consider is, again, clear expectations from the beginning, regular communications, looking at the systems and tools that are going to be necessary to run that agency together efficiently. You also talked about the vitals skills that each of you have. Do you know what I mean? So you guys both bring certain skill sets. Um, you've also equally looked at what skill sets are missing in order to be able to show that that's not going to have a big impact on your um, the, your business collectively. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what the hard talks about money, right? No one likes to talk about money, and I don't expect you to talk about your numbers. But obviously, I can only assume that at some stage, I mean, some of the key things that, have, that need to be done for this to be successful is also talk about expectations around money.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've
1: had a few conversations about that and being really open and frank about how we're going to combine what we're doing and what that looks like as a dollar figure. Yeah. Um, That's a work in
2: progress. It is. And one of the examples, oh, it's a great exercise actually, was we both individually sat down and wrote the business plan for Audacious Agency. Mm -hmm. So we've, we then can come to the table and go, okay, this is what I want to do with the business. I, you know. And I think that's important as well. Again, back to expectations. Do you want to grow a business to a point that it gets sold and in four years' time you retire and go and live in Fiji? Um, you know, Do you want to grow it as a franchise and have it with offices all around the world? Because if one of the partners has got an idea of what they want the business to achieve, the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal, and it's nothing like the big, hero audacious goal that the other partner's got, um, you know, you need to be clear on that. I, I never want to have an office. You know, I don't ever want to have an audacious, physical office. I can't see the point in it. I'd much rather be travelling. And if I haven't told Annette that that's my plan, what's the point in getting into business with somebody? You need to know where your money's going to come from and where you can spend it on.
1: Mm. And I think that goes back to the question before is that we've both been really clear about what we don't want yeah. um, yep. and what we don't want to do and where we don't want to be going. I think it's, it's, it's equally as important as what you do want. Yeah. Like it's like when I ask my family, what do you want for dinner? And then they'll tell me all the things that they don't want. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Give, us a, give us a chance to do something. That's exactly. narrowed it down. So
1: we've, we've been really clear on that. So in terms of like we, we both want to have a business where we can travel and that we're earning enough money that we can accommodate that and pay people. To do the work that needs to be done while we're swanning around Thailand.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the other thing as well, Angela, is <clears throat> this is one of the biggest benefits of partnering up with somebody is sharing the cost for all of the systems and processes and submission—not uh, submissions, we call them subscriptions. Yeah. That you have just this morning about how much acuity costs, how much sauna costs. If you can combine together, then you're halving those costs because at the moment our businesses have both of those. So, how do you find a way of saving money at the same time by combining that? So, yeah,
0: that's a really great point because, again, subscriptions, it might only seem like $20 here, $10 here, but if you genuinely are looking at your accounting every month or every quarter at the profit and losses and you look at that, that shit adds up like fairly quickly, like including like your CRM, you know, like I just moved over to Active Campaign and even though they're a great platform. Convert kit pretty much did everything I needed to do, but now I'm paying almost like 600 Aussie a month, do you know what I mean, to have that. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. oh my goodness, well, I have to make X amount of sales or charge this or whatever just to pay for that one overhead. And I think it's ridiculous where, again, yeah, great point to bring up that one of the benefits of having a business partnership is that, again, you're going to reduce those overhead costs quite substantially, I would suspect.
2: Yeah, and one thing I'd like to add as well from a finance point of view, and it's a a tip that I've got from another partnership that I've gotten into with a different business, um, and this is around Amazon selling. We've decided to choose an independent accountant. So if you're looking at a partnership, and we previously had partnerships and the partner's accountant was the person that we used, I'd never, ever do that again. You should insist that you have an independent accountant for your partnership business. So it just takes out the issue around the fact that if you've got someone's existing accountant, they've got a history, they totally. know each other, just always one-sided. That's so, okay, so we can do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's awesome we can use, that's so cool. And again, like from there, it's like
0: that partnership is starting from scratch, I guess, and that both parties are on the same page. No one knows anyone's story. You're going to go in there together and again, yeah. build that up to, together. Yeah.
2: Exactly. just keeps it really clear and i, I mean it's always the way you, you don't want to talk about it but you need to talk about divorce when you're getting married you need to actually talk about divorce yes you need to spin up that you can say okay if this doesn't work out um and i want to go how are we going to then split everything back up again and yep. having an An accountant is a really easy
0: way to manage that. And I guess if we go back to some of those primary things, it has come down really to effective communication and the willingness to have these tough conversations about money, tough conversations about if we do need to break up, tough conversations about okay, you're good at this, but you're not good at this. Like again, these are all really quite tough conversations. And for someone who might not, you know, have a tough skin per se, um, you know, I guess for me, it would be the those would be the things. If you can't have these conversations, I can only assume I haven't. In a partnership, that you kind of have to go, maybe it's not the right time because you really have to be open and honest about all of these areas of this business partnership. Because if you only want to talk about some and not the other, then that that pattern will probably continue to happen throughout the business. Oh, I'll talk to you about this, Lauren, but I don't want to talk to you about this. Like it's going to be a constant communication struggle.
2: Absolutely. I think women find it harder for some reason. I've seen men making business partnerships, I've seen it on the golf course, they have business agreements. They might have a falling out in business and they'll still go out and play golf together. It's not about I want to be a friend with you and it's all going to be what we said before, rainbows and ice cream and fairy tales. You have to divide your friendship between what you like about that person and working with them and actually running a business. Mm-hmm. And men do that. do not because they've got compartmentalised brains, but they can do business of a complete Barney and then go down the pub and have a business. <laughs> and forget like nothing happened. It's just like, yeah. yeah. No. I mean, too much emotion. To it? I don't but
1: know what it is. I think that's where the agreement comes in too. Yeah. Is that if you like, we're looking at what's the best case scenario and what's the worst case scenario. What happens in two years' time? I hate your guts. <laughs> which yep. I don't think uh, it'll happen. But you know, like, you've you've got to put all of those in place. So mm. then I think it strips the emotion out of it, so that you can look at it and go, okay, we're not getting along this isn't working, here's our contingency in our agreement and this is the steps that we need to take. But you're right, Angela, I think if you're really thin-skinned, is that maybe you're best off working for yourself Mm. or getting a job?
0: Yeah, 100%. And sometimes I think... We forget that sometimes business might not be working out, right, and that sometimes getting a job might be the better option for your family, you know, um, and that's okay. There's no wrong or right way, but sometimes I, don't, I think we forget that that's still an option. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's almost like if my business doesn't work, then I'm
1: a complete matter of failure mm. instead of looking at it as, okay, it didn't work out. What did I learn? And how can I take that on to my next venture or my next job? because
0: it just makes you a better person mm-hmm. and everything is there's lessons to learn you know every day we're continuing to learn lessons about this that and the other now for those out there um obviously i'm gonna assume this answer and again never assume but based on what we've talked about obviously you guys would also say that not uh, business partners aren't for
2: everyone oh totally yeah, yeah absolutely and i mean i've struggled with are you, both of us have both struggled with, is this right? Should we work together? We have our moments where we go, oh, my God, what, shouldn't I just be doing this on my own? Um, I think it's got to cut down to your gut instincts. we are talking about just now, Annie? If you're not a team player, if you're not able to have those hard conversations without feeling like you're being judged, if you really struggle with being open to the point of bluntness with people without taking on emotionally – then, yeah, you're either not quite ready for it or it's just not the right way to do it. And there's other ways to partner. You, could, you can still grow your business by outsourcing, by opening up a franchise, by um, selling licences, um, creating online programs so that you can sell to people around the world rather than just doing it one-to-one, you know, as a coach or a mentor. You can grow your business so many different ways other than partnering with people. I think you've got to work out why you're partnering Mm. Yeah. I mean, like I've
1: been in business six years and this is the first time I ever considered a partnership. I've thought about it. I've wanted to do it because I knew that as, like, and here's where my brain was is that there's so many people out there offering little pieces of the marketing puzzle mm. and as a small business you can only afford to work with so many people. And I wanted to be able to offer people a little bit more than what I could without slugging them another, (laughs) you know, they had to pay, pull their kidney out to pay for it. So, like you said, it's been organic with Lauren, but I think it's because we're both kind of looking for how can we continue to add value to our
2: target audience. Yeah, absolutely. I think the big the big sign for me, and it was funny, I was part of a, um, a mastermind group. Um, wasn't with Annette, it was with some other businesswomen who are amazing. And I was showing these things about, you know, should I partner or shouldn't I? And they were just giving me some advice. And as we were talking about it, I said, the biggest problem is right now with my business on my own is I feel like people get to the end of my process and they fall off a cliff. Because yeah. I can't offer them anymore. I've now got to just say, oh, here's a referral, and I, it's not a proper handover process. I don't know if they're going to be looked after properly, whether the person's going to follow the branding that we've set up. And funnily enough, these mentors that I was working with said, no, no, Lauren, they're not falling off a cliff. You're pushing them off a cliff. <laughs> you know, because you need to get out there and, and work out how you're going to help people get to that point in their journey and then pass them on to somebody else. And that's why the partnership is so much sense.
0: And I think that is super important. because, like, even I know, again, no one will ever stay with you forever. Cause if they, like, that's just the way that goes, you don't want any client to stay with you forever. They're going to grow. There's going to be new things in their business and they need to see new people. But again, you want to, as you said, make sure that they've got those tools and resources to be able to go on to that. that, that that's whatever that's like the growth stage, scale phase, whatever it is based on the wonderful expertise that you've been able to help them with.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You need to decide what is it you want to be doing with your time and business, who with, and how can you affiliate with people that make sense.
0: Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. Now, for those listeners that are out there and are like, all right, I want a little bit more of Lauren, a little bit more of Annette, where can they find you, ladies?
2: That's easy. They can go to theaudaciousagency.com. com. actually call it The Audacious Agency.
1: Because we are the (laughs) agency.
2: You can find us on Facebook as well. We have an awesome group, um, a couple of thousand global entrepreneurs on there from all around the world doing amazing things. It's called Rocket Launch Your Business on Facebook. And you can jump into that group. Annette and I are on there doing Facebook Lives and sharing all sorts of tools and trainings and loads of collaboration opportunities on there as well.
0: Well, fantastic, ladies. As always, it is a pleasure to, again, spend some time with you, even if it isn't face-to-face. I appreciate you both more than you know. I hope you have a fantastic day. And for the rest of the listeners that are out there, please remember that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my Facebook group, The Australian Business Collaborative. So head on over. And for the rest of you, have a fantastic day. And I look forward to you joining me for another episode of Business and Life Conversation next week have a great day
2: Peace, angela. All right.
0: Bye. thanks for listening to the business and life conversations podcast with angela henderson www.angelahenderson.com.au